This is exactly right. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Bananas. Uh, just a quick disclaimer in that this episode was recorded before the world ended. Uh, so if it seems like we're talking about going out and touching other human beings, know that this was in an earlier, more innocent time. We didn't know how bad it was going to be, but Chris and Shaw's our guest, and we actually have a wonderful conversation and a really fun time. Something that we want to do on the show is actually be positive and not bring you down, so we hope everybody out there is safe and healthy. We hope you have stocked uh, uh, wipes and toilet paper and food. And enjoy uh, this uh, first episode of Bananas. Bananas. Today on Bananas, man walking oddly found to have 21 live pigeons in pants. Yeah, that's, that's Bananas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bananas, the uh, podcast. <laughs> you can you can laugh, Kristen. You're allowed to laugh. You can laugh, Kristen. It's a comedy. This is Kurt Brownler. That's Scotty Landis. This is our first episode ever, and we have with us. My name's Kristen Shaw, but I really just want you two to build up the show together as a team before you bring me in, since it's your show, not mine. You're so upset. You have so many shows. I figure you're too busy. You had to come That's from one true. of your That's true. I saw shows. your billboard today for my spy. I saw your name up there on Hollywood Boulevard. That's right. They're, oh. they're and na- there. And name above the title. Yes. yes. Name above the title. Top billing. Next to the nine-year-old. That's the first one. Yes. That's your first name above title, isn't it? Maybe. It's a very big deal. Congratulations. Well, thank you very much. Maybe we'll it. all go see it. Let's go see it together. I want to see it at least we twice. Saw Ma. We saw Ma in the theater. Yeah. Were you there? You I saw it there. at the Where premiere. You? Oh, you got invited to the premiere. Yeah. Let's go to the premiere of this. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be one. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think it's, yeah, that's a... That's on a that fun level movie. <laughs> of gonna... having a premiere. I mean it. I've been asking a few times. <laughs> I don't think it's getting a premiere. Well, I don't know why. It's good. I, well, I I've seen it. Wait, wait. What is I've and what's the name the of the movie so everyone knows oh, to sorry. go see it's it? It's called My Spy. It comes out March thirteenth. When does this podcast come out? April twenty first. Yeah, maybe it'll still be in theaters. It probably will. <laughs> it probably will. That's how it works these days. Movies just last and last, last and last. <laughs> it's a real easy landscape right um, now for movies. But it's a good. It's good. I, I, I liked it. Oh, good. Well, look, Kristen, <laughs> Kristen has known Scotty and I for many, many years. You and I have been doing a show together for 15 years. That's right. 15 years on Monday. I know. And your Whoa. birthday is on Saturday. My birthday is on Saturday as what, well. What do you want for your birthday? 
Where's my present? You didn't give me my birthday present. It's yet. very difficult to make. I'm still working on making your present. It's okay. kombucha. <laughs> And it's delicious. But it's, got, but it's got alcohol and it's booze bucha. <laughs> well, okay, because I, I haven't gotten you anything. And then, you know, if you got me, like, a level of a gift that I would have to match. Well, wait until I yes, give okay, you the okay. level of the gift okay. and then you'll have to match oh, we'll it. Wait. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so just so, I mean, like, this, this is going to be, we're going to get to our strange and wonderful news. But before we do, uh, like, just uh, so people know how Kristen knows Scotty and I. Scotty, mm-hmm. how did you come into our lives? I was working on a TV show called Stella. I was in the sound department, and an actress named Andrea Rosen said, you have to come to the show. It's called Hot Tub. And it was one of your first five hot tubs, maybe? That we performed to maybe 30, old 30 people. Yep. And I sat in the front row, and I thought you guys were so good. I actually went up and introduced myself to Kristen. Yeah. And she thought I was a homosexual because I was there with another friend, and we were I, very positive. I assume everybody's gay. Yeah, just me like as everyone well. assumes everybody's straight. I'm never. Su- I'm only surprised when I find out they're straight. Yep, and as I you should be. thought about that. I got on the F train, rode it to Coney Island, rode it back out to Queens. I had a long night of just <laughs> self reflection, and I said, I want to work with these two. And then I was working for Red Bull, and Kurt was hired to teach improv to Salesforce. That is, this is the weirdest job I've ever had. Yeah, and so he did, and I was like, you're that guy from that show. And then I think I just attended probably like. I don't know, five years of hot tubs in a row. (laughs) You were our biggest fan. Yeah. And that's that. And then, you know. you would write sketches that we would do. Yeah, that was nice. Scotty's a writer. Scotty's a writer. He wrote the movie Ma. I did. Yeah, and uh, many more movies that are about to come out. That's I wrote on the Workaholics. Jeez, yes. Like Uh, for how many years? Four years on Workaholics. And you're sort of Adam Devine's best man in yeah his, I'm his do you best think man you'll be his best man at his wedding I won't be his best man's <laughs> wedding Ooh, that's but, tough he definitely is in a, a troop of three good buddies I of his I would call it four with Scotty and I would think that Scotty has his back more than they do wow do you, I, hear, uh, that you hear that I am the person that gets invited to weddings because people just know I'm going to dance and drink and have fun and I think that everybody's like he's coming I think there's no doubt I don't need any honors I don't need to be in the wedding I don't need to be an usher it's just like oh he's coming he I is feel- always the first person to respond to an invite saying I'll be there I yeah I, I it's that's not a question he's not Amdevine's not like oh he won't come unless I make him my best man but I just think if he doesn't you should be like insulted to your core yeah I've uh this I've already great. started to put some feelers out for Blake to see if he needs a movie writer <laughs> or a TV writer yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> move on yeah anyway Scotty that being said the reason that Adam Devine doesn't deserve you um, of course he does if you're not his best man is that you are a very loyal wonderful friend that's nice thank you Scotty's one of those people who th- can be super busy and you're super busy but he'll always reach out to hang out that's yeah. true I remember when my mom was sick uh, uh-huh. Scotty sent her not one not two but three cards in the mail that were all very funny and she enjoyed them that's nice. And I, don't, I also sent your mom stuff. I think you did. You sent a big thing of food, and it was delicious. Yeah. It was very helpful. Did she like it? Did Barbara say anything you know, she about couldn't, the She couldn't food? eat at that point. What? You know? Yeah, yeah, she couldn't eat. Uh, so. A little late on the food. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah a little, a little late. late. Maybe not <laughs> the best choice. Tour, if you could have gotten a tour when she could still eat, that would have been a great idea. Yeah, but you were a little late. Yeah, a little late. But, you know, <laughs> she... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too bad. But, but the orderlies loved it. The yeah, hospice yeah. nurses couldn't get enough. Yeah, Great yeah. choice. Thanks. Watermelon roll from Friendlies. Very funny. <laughs> 
When my next mom dies, I hope you'll be more on the ball. <laughs> you better not be talking about Gretchen. Oh, my God. No, I am not. I'm Jeez. talking about an imaginary mom that doesn't exist. Okay. Yes. No, I'm not we talking. We can't lose her. No. Oh, God. Including I can't believe. Myself. Including Take myself. that part out of the podcast. Take it out. Yeah. What is wrong snip, with you? Snip. Yeah, what is wrong with you, Kurt? <laughs> so, you know, Scotty brought, but we have, still haven't gotten to what this yeah. podcast is about, but uh, Scotty brought a uh, bottle of Moet, and would you do the honor? Sure, I brought a little Moet champagne to Kristen this. To Kristen this. To Kristen this. Thanks for doing our first episode. I mean, it's just like a reason to get to talk to my friends. I know, right? It's so great. And to talk about weird news. While he does that, I'm going to tell you this yeah. story about... A man walking oddly found to have 21 live pigeons in his pants. Uh, first, and, first and foremost takes place. Oh, this is in, from the Los Angeles Times. There we go. Uh, and uh, the it is not a it. it is not credited to a writer, so it must just be staff. It's an Associated Press article. There we go. This is of course in Baltimore. Uh, police officer stopped a man who was walking oddly <laughs> down the street with bulging pants and found that he had 21 live homing pigeons stuffed in his clothes. Uh, Thomas Waddell, 25, was charged Tuesday with stealing 30 homing pigeons valued at $300 from a neighbor, John Styron. Uh, he was also charged with stealing 40 homing pigeons worth $2,400 late Monday from a different guy. He's just going around stealing pigeons. And putting them in his pants. And putting them in his pants. I have two, two connections to this story. One, I went to the Magic Castle once and I saw a, a, a magician on the main stage who came out and he was doing his act and everything. And like his big reveal in, involved birds. But during the show, you could just see pigeons poking out through his shirt. Oh, God. And they like just kept moving around. And I, at first I was like, what's wrong? How good is this what's guy? What's wrong with his body? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then finally, like like a, a beak would come through, like right just where the, between two buttons on his like dress-up shirt. And I just started <laughs> feeling so bad, not only for him, but also for the pigeons and also for magic in general. Yeah. And then finally he did his big reveal and like literally 10 or 15 pigeons, he kept producing them from different places, but they were all just in his clothes for like a 45 minute long show. Like just pecking him and walking around. It was, it made me feel bad for the, oh, cheers, by the way. Cheers. We're going to do a quick cheers. There we go. We did it. Champagne. To bananas. To bananas at 2.30 p.m. And what you want to do is drink. Champagne, the bubbliest, most carbonated of champagnes. Right before you're... And just constantly belch at each other in a small room, <laughs> surrounded by nice people who this wish... This is my favorite time to have a drink. There we go. There it is, because you like... I'm, I like I'm to a... have a drink in the afternoon, and I mm-hmm. like to go to bed early. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, parent life. Mm. And then the other part of the connection that I have to this story is from living in Baltimore. Just uh, the weirdest city, yeah. I think, uh, across the uh, across the country. Yes, it's um we've talked about this too because I'm from Maryland and when we were in high school we would ride our bikes through the city and get chased constantly. It's amazing our parents let us do it, and the things people would yell at you were never like, uh, "Give me money, I'm going to kill you," anything like that. They would say the most confusing things, and there's always math involved. Like they'll go, "Hey man, can I talk to you for 12 minutes?" And then you'll be like, "No," and you'll start riding away. And they go, "Listen, I need 45 cents. I got to go six blocks down the street. I already have three dollars and 16 cents. What I need is," a, and they start listing numbers, and it's the most confusing thing. It'll be like, um, 
I think you told me once a guy was like, go take a hundred steps or something. No, no, no. This guy, well, that was when I got mugged in Baltimore, but no. <laughs> I remember once it, it was, and I don't know why this is a thing, but it is. It is. There's always like math involved. A guy came up to me and was like, this is, here's the deal. I, uh, I left my car parked three blocks away. It's already math. Uh, it is, <laughs> in the trunk of it is a vacuum cleaner that I'm going to sell for $25. <laughs> math. However, I need to like take a bus to the place where I can sell the thing. So once I sell it, I'll have $28. And it like, uh, and it just kept ratcheting up, but it was all involved like, uh, like an enterprising amount of capitalism yeah. of involved with like selling this vacuum cleaner, but his yes. child, but his like daughter was sitting in the car. And so he couldn't leave the car, even though he had walked three blocks away from the yes. car already. And he just need and the, and the whole point, but you're there for like 10 full minutes before you're like, what, what is, what are we doing? Yeah. It's like some Darren Brown stuff. It's like, he's doing mentalist things to you. And you're like, I guess I'd rather just give this person $5 <laughs> than ever hear another number again for the rest of my life. Yeah. But also, you've seen the Magic Castle. I went and saw. They have for those that don't know, it's like the main member club of magicians in the world. I don't think there's anything else like no. that one in L.A. Kristen is a is a is a member. That's up for debate. Really? There was one drunk visit where very drunk visit. Yeah, and and as we were leaving, the daughter of the owners, so I guess she's the owner, was like, "You're a member." And but it didn't hold. You've never tested. You've never tested it. I'm pretty sure it's not real. That was the time I swallowed a quarter to impress someone. Yeah, I did a quote unquote magic trick where I threw a quarter in my mouth, and then I was like, "It's gone." And then Chris was like, "Did you just swallow that quarter?" Yeah. Yeah. And I said, I said no for a long time. And then you're like, "Well, where did it go?" And then I was like, "I swallowed the quarter." And Uh, and did not win any friends. Did not win any friends. It was I was trying to impress a, a comedian who I we're not, still who, not friends. Let's say who it is. It was Brad Neely. Brad Neely would be um, so endeared. He, yeah, Brad Neely who makes very funny things. I find magic like at the Magic Castle when it's really dramatic. I cannot stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> there is one guy, and I he is the best at birds. Relating this back to the story, and he comes out dressed like Morpheus, and he's got leather jacket and like to sing, and his music's very house and trance and like really heavy bass music, and he just produces so many birds and so many different types of birds that I was laughing <laughs> nonstop. It was like. Because magic, I, I guess it's similar to art co- or comedy where you look ahead and you go, I want this visual to happen and I have to manufacture. I have to trick people into yeah. it. So he was picturing himself pulling these birds out of just various places on his body. And in his mind, he's like, yes, I can figure this out. I just need the birds. And now he's number one in the world. Is he the number one magician? A number one bird guy. Oh, he's the number one bird magician. Oh, man, I love that there's bird magicians. Like that's a specific thing. Imagine if there was like bird comedy and you're like the number one bird comedian only jokes about birds not a bad I mean, idea you could totally i could that totally market. You i could really write could bird jokes right now i have so many already Well, jim gaffigan kind of did that with cake yes and bacon or bacon yeah bacon was his main thing yeah bacon, hot, hot pockets, pockets. it was cake. mostly hot food. pockets oh it's yeah. hot pockets yeah, um it's very funny cake. do you want to hear a story i do this is a real story this is according to wcgb which is uh out of Florida. Okay, so uh, in Florida. Oh, that's surprise. Yep. <laughs> it's funny because we are, Kurt and I even discussing bananas. We were like, we can't just do Florida, Florida stories. stories. And we're discovering that other states uh, are starting to catch up. Like Michigan's really good. <laughs> yeah. Louisiana's always wild. Um, Mississippi's okay. always wild. 
This one kind of, this is a good one. So police in Florida are investigating a gruesome discovery uh, oh, of no. jars of tongues in a crawl space in a home. I'm sure they're just cow's tongues. Thank you. Uh, these are human tongues. Oh. oh, my God. And they are owned by a guy named Ronald Bogman. And he oh, is. That sounds like such a guy who would have tongues in his house. Yes. So he's in Gainesville. I'm Mr. Bogman. Yes. And you're like, okay, Ronald. You're like, Ron, Ronnie. <laughs> Um, So he was a researcher at University of Florida, and some of the jars date back to the 1960s. So um, they're looking into the tongues because for basically the last two decades, he's been bringing these tongues home as part of his research. From cadavers. Yes. Uh, Or, yes, from cadavers, we hope. Um, But he is currently a professor at the university, but uh, they don't know why this guy is stashing them in the crawl space above in his home. That's... Wow. How many? How many? Um, let me look up. I believe it was 20. Is like, he how did... trying to learn how to speak in tongues? Thank you. Thank you. She's the how number did... one tongue comic how in they... the world. How did they find out about it? Did someone hear some licking coming from a, a, up <laughs> oh. above? Thank you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is just a taste of the comedy we're going to have on Bananas. <laughs> One, two, three. He was expanding his palate. <laughs> okay. I <laughs> uh, love having fun with my buds. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, but it's... Uh, I'm trying to look and see what it is. But this guy's like a really... I think he's just stashing them. I think that he just collects them and probably doesn't want to creep out people that come over to his house. But it is very strange. Yeah, I mean, he might just take them all down when he's alone and kind of like put them around him and just be like, you know... Now is I got a bunch trouble? of tongues. Is he in trouble for it? That's like, a great question. Is it illegal to take a tongue from a well, cadaver? It's not his personal property. Right. It's I think he's tongue. like taking him from the university. I, when I got my teeth knocked out, um, I wanted to keep my teeth. Tell us about that story. How'd you get them knocked out, Kristen? I like wine, and I went to <laughs> I went up to wine country, and um, to be safe, rented a bike, <laughs> and then I fell off it. Anyway, right I'm, onto your face. Right Just didn't put face. your I'm hands out. Helmet, didn't put your hands out. But I, I, I uh, broke the fall with my face, and when I opened my eyes, I had pull of blood in them. Three teeth. Doesn't matter. Uh, but I wanted to keep those teeth. Sure. Yeah. And the dentist said I couldn't because it's like basically like a cadaver part. It's just like it belongs to the state. Oh, the, whoa, weird. Whoa, whoa. I didn't. Your know teeth that. immediately belong to the state once they hit the pavement. I don't know. That doesn't seem. I, I think like, I like this theory. Sounds like this guy wanted to keep your fucking teeth. Uh huh. He's a big in fan. A, in yeah. a jar above his bed in yeah. a crawl space. Yeah. That's weird. I don't think that that's true at all. That it becomes part of the state. I don't know. That is really. But this strange. dude's got your teeth somewhere. Yeah, this dude's got your teeth. I think also, he threw them away at this point. You think so? Maybe. I don't know. We don't need to. Oh, you know what? We he should eBay Kristen them. Shaw teeth. Well, here's the thing: because you could grind up those teeth and use them as bone density for other injuries. Well, that's nice. No. no. Uh, I'm going back to tongues. So uh, <laughs> yeah, back to tongues. Yeah. But I remember when you had that, and then you got three for before you got like your your permanence yeah. in you had just this thing where you best. could just remove all three of your front teeth it was the best yeah my flipper it is it, oh, it was so funny it was fun and i and i was about to shoot and i shot two three two or three episodes of last man on earth before i got my permanent teeth so i was working with that and i I showed Will, and I was like, I think we should put this in yeah. yes. like before You have to Carol get your real and, teeth in. And Phil make love. She's like, one, one more thing, and she pops <laughs> him out, and that's, that's what his life is. But 
um, didn't make it. Yeah, I didn't see that. So <sighs> didn't see it either. It was funny because you at first when you showed me that I was <laughs> like. Kristen looks like white trash, which I never thought. And then I was hanging out for another half hour. I was like, no, she looks like a four-year-old. It looked like a kid without – it was yeah. so fun to watch you drinking at that time. I was like, look at this toddler getting drunk. It, that's the thing. It gives you instant youth. Yes. So if I feel myself getting old, I'm going to get these implants out. Yeah, yeah, just get them removed. They can unscrew them, right? Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. get them out. That's what Ed Holmes did for um, The Hangover. Oh, really? I think there's a, one of the movies he's missing a tooth. Yes, yeah. hangover. He just unscrewed yep. his, what, his implant. Oh, really? Yeah. That's like legit. I always thought that that was, you know, an effect. No. Oh, wow. So for all you TV or movie- Aspiring TV, actors. Uh, producers, I'm, I'm, I can take out my teeth <laughs> if you need me to. So that's one more- If you want a real list. weird look, I we can, can give it, it to you. I can for pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. Don't have to get there early. The makeup chair or anything. Yep. <laughs> Kristen, do you want another story? Yes, please. All right. Well, oh, but, but going back to the to the um, tongue guy. Yeah. yeah. So is he under arrest or like? I think he was under arrest. Yeah. So there is an investigation into why he has these tongues. But they don't know yet. They don't know, and when they find out, I mean, I thought you were going to launch into a different crawl space uh, story oh, when yeah. I saw this oh, one. Oh, explain about the pies. Uh, yeah. Uh, I thought for sure, but... I mean, should I, I tell the story? It? Do you want me to tell the story? I mean, I'm this not. This is the first one. I think you got to bring out the hits so people will want to listen to the second one. All right. So I discovered masturbation yes. when I was 12 years old. Of course. That's uh, late. Is it late? I was whacking off at least four. You are the most creative masturbator <laughs> I have ever heard of in my entire life. You would tell me about hour-long jerk-off trips that you would go on in your bedroom. I was always fascinated. Yeah. Like you really go there. She you has a great imagination, you have an famously. Amazing, well, it's I relaxing. Know. It's real. It's, and if you have a vibrator, it's just like there's not a lot of work involved. Yeah. It's just there. I've got to get a vibrator. Yeah, <laughs> I do. You do. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, yeah, 12 years old. And also. <laughs> I mean, that, what? You have, you have a question? I, I don't have one. I'm listening to your story. I, I'm surprised that you started masturbating earlier than 12, especially Colorado on a farm no, and everything. No, I think girls discover their bodies earlier. You think so? I know so. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. You know so. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's another story. That's another story. Anyway, I discovered... It's a long story, and I'll shorten it as much as I can. I discovered no! masturbation... All right, at age 12... Uh, while eating McDonald's apple pie and taking a shit. Uh, well, that detail wasn't a <laughs> What? That is part of the story. <laughs> this, <laughs> you well, asked for this story, and now you're going to shame, body no, shame no, me? No, it's not body shame. It's uh, it's it's uh, eating shame. It's, well, for, that was you, a classy move on my you part. You had to take a shit, but you didn't want to stop eating poli- your McDonald's. I polished off some sweet McAdee's and then retired to the commode with just a hot, steaming hot apple pie. Well, why wouldn't you just take a minute... <laughs> To take your poop and then enjoy your pie without the poop fumes coming up, mixing with that with the cherry. I don't know. I was twelve. I was in a rush. Yeah, you yeah. Were, wait, what were you in a rush for? I don't know, but I mean, <laughs> maybe television was starting soon. Okay, you know. So anyway, and also I was like twelve. I didn't know. I knew like what sex. I knew that sex was a thing, but I didn't know what it was. You know, I'd recently just found my uncle's Playboys. 
and cut just the breasts out of every photograph. Yeah, normal. And then tape them to my wall underneath a poster that was a photograph of myself at age five that said, Mm -hmm. wanted, dead or alive. Okay. And then I would charge children in the neighborhood a quarter to stare at this sea of disembodied breasts. Uh, realizing early on that breasts without women are very disturbing. Yeah, a quarter. A quarter. You yes. Had, you wanted to make some money. Yeah, I mean, like it was kid time, you know. So it was like, what do these twelve years old, twelve year olds <laughs> have access to? I guess it's a quarter. Um, and so then, yeah. So I was taking a shit and I was eating this pie. I mean, that's like people take a shit now and look at their iPhones. Yeah. yeah. But you ate pies. I was eating pies, and it was just like a sleeve of pie. Yeah. You know, similar shape. It was a similar shape. Yeah. Um. And, uh, you know, uh, embarrassing bite. enough. Uh, bite. <laughs> <laughs> like, just the whole, like, get it out, but put it in. I was, it was essentially making my body like a reverse human straw, yeah. really. <laughs> um, and then I got a boner, as you want to do when you're 12. And eating and shitting. Um, <laughs> boners you would get are always... a boner while you're taking a poop? I guess so, when I was 12, because, like, boners just, you know, they, they show up unexpected when you're 12. Yeah. Just like, are we having sex yet? No? Oh, I'm still sticking around, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, and so then this was, like, the eureka moment where I just flipped it pie upside down and stuck my dick in it and uh it was a bit too hot at first i did burn the tip of my penis a little bit but Mm. it felt too good i kept going and uh here's where it gets weird Kristen. Mm. uh for the it was weird for me oh really totally normal okay 100 for the next six months i thought this was the only way you could masturbate Mm -hmm. so i became obsessed with going to mcdonald's i would always be like no mom we have got to go to mcdonald's today (laughs) and then i would run upstairs Jerk off into these pies and then throw their corpses into the eaves of my attic, where I'm sure they're still there to this day. Wow. Because that was filled with preservatives. I mean, so many. And we sold that house like 20 years ago. Yeah. So that family has a real weird raccoon problem now. (laughs) (laughs) Raccoon Kurt offspring. And on that story, let's take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. For what? For ads or just music. Oh, you guys think you're going to get ads? And we're back. Uh, Kristen, you want to hear a story? Oh, absolutely. I love stories. Duck, this is from the New York Post. Uh, this is Duck has traumatized, Duck has traumatized penis removed after nonstop sex. Okay. Uh, this I'm is, in. Uh, this is a UK-based duck uh, who was forced to have his penis surgically removed after it became infected due to his insatiable sex drive. Uh, the duck's name is Dave. Sure. Uh, Dave's owner, uh, Josh Watson of uh, Torquay, Torquay, Devon. What's Torquay? Torquay? I don't know. I don't know. Is it's this, a place in the, the UK. Yeah, in the UK. Torquay. 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 Said his nymphomaniac pet would mate with his female companions, Dora, Edith, and Freda, between five and ten times a day, even when it wasn't mating season. Uh and it got to the point where his threesome partners would wander off during sex and even peck at his pecker to ward off unwanted advances. This guy. 
Uh, ultimately, Wait. the horny Drake. Time's a- up. AKA. Yeah, don't keep him alive. No. Male duck. The- oh, no, he's still duck. alive. We just that's got it. That's the weird part. That's the weirdest part is that they just decided to cut this duck's dick off instead of just torture. killing the duck. Yeah. That's torture. That's okay. torture. And also, they're di- like, duck's dicks are weird. They're like that corkscrew shape. Yeah. Remember? I do remember from yeah. my time watching Ducks Fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Who wants wine, you know? <laughs> Let's get into it. But I mean I I mean it's uh, it's fine also. I mean I think that they said like all duck all duck sex is like incredibly inherently violent as well because of the corkscrew shape of the penis. So maybe cut all the duck's dicks off. I don't know. Oh, well, you said it, not me, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> Our I said give him the second one. <laughs> I'm pro sex, pro forward, pro everything. Um <laughs> That's uh, my. I had a boss that had a duck as a pet. He had a dog and a duck, and at the Christmas party, wait, a duck like in an apartment? Well, no, it was a house, and he had like a backyard, and they had like a little koi pond. And I lived in Maryland, and I was over there, and I was like, "Oh, there's a duck in his yard." He's like, "Yeah, we found the egg, and we raised, we incubated it, and this duck hatched. We thought it was a swan or something, and." It was wait, just wait, like a mallard. So, I mean, like, wait, what job is this? Because he's your boss. What job? Uh, he owned a chain of bike shops called Bike Doctor. There were there were probably like seven or more, in, and he was the main dude. Uh, he was the original founder, and then he franchised him out. And so I was 16, and I was excited to party, and it was all adults. And then was, I saw a duck and a dog that were like best friends in the backyard. Oh, and wow. I thought, this was great. And they're like, yeah, they're like friends. They hang out. And then I went back there for a spring party, and I'm like, where's the duck? And they're like, oh, the dog killed the duck and ate it. And I was like, yeah, this was coming. Like, we yeah. should have seen this coming. Yeah, it was a problem, but great spring rolls. I love that guy. I love, like, just imagine finding an egg and then going to, I'm going to keep this egg warm just to find out what's inside of it. Yeah. Like he, it's fun. He could have just been heating yeah. up a, an egg that you, you you could eat. It could have been a dinosaur in there. Exactly. I think there's a mail order company in this. I think we should start mailing. Just you can eggs. order a random oh, egg. You don't know God. what it is. Ten dollars, and then he oh sends God. you a little blanket and a little red light, little Aww. light, and you just incubate it, and then you have to raise whatever comes out. <laughs> Rattlesnake. People love people love surprises of live Hummingbird. animals. Yeah. Uh, Kristen Atlas. and I. Kristen would have done it. You would have done that if you were twelve. If you could oh, just well, order oh, an yes. egg and raise it. Oh, hundred percent. I think we we would chicks would we'd watch chicks be born under mm-hmm. a warm light for like a science experiment in school maybe. I yeah, put, it puts Kinder surprise to shame. This mm-hmm. is a real surprise. This yeah. is a real egg surprise. I'm going to look into yeah. it. Remember when we used to when we started Hot Tub, we had animal races every yeah. every uh, every show. Yeah, we would race a different show. animal. Do you remember the animals that we got? Crawd crawdads. We had crawdads. We had. Mm. Sandworms. Yeah, they were insects. Mostly. Cockroaches. <laughs> I think we had. <laughs> oh, we had hermit crabs. Hermit crabs. They were all exoskeletons. Well, yeah, I don't think we got any real, real uh, mammals. No, but then I think the the sandworms escaped, uh, and I think they still live in the theater there. Oh, is yeah. it even a theater? Oh, I don't Did know. It go back to the garment district. It might be. Who knows? We won't know. Yeah, Scotty, give us a story. Scotty. Okay. This one is kind of dark, but kind of amazing. Oh, these haven't been dark yet. No, so yeah, right. we're taking a turn. Oh, yeah, the, the tongue thing was not dark <laughs> at yeah, all. Yeah, the tongue thing was joyous. Okay, so this is from the South China Morning Post. 
Uh, virtual reality reunites mother with dead daughter, bringing tears, but also helping her let go of a child she missed so dearly. Slow down. That's sad. What? So in South like Korea. Yes, it's like Black Mirror. Yeah. And I watched the video. It's on YouTube. You can watch. You so, can watch this woman interact with her dead daughter who died when she was seven years old. Correct. So it's what does in the company a, do? How does the company do it? Well, is it like when they brought Tupac back? Uh, what are those called? hologram? Hologram? Yeah, her daughter was Tupac. That's the twist, <laughs> and so she had the craziest reunion ever. Um, she got around. So this South Korea documentary company uh, made a documentary called Meeting You, and it was like the f- it's experimental. It's like the first time they're doing this, and they think it's going to be this huge revolutionary thing where people can talk to people that are not only like overseas or far away, but also to dead relatives. And they do it by doing um, – they take actual photographs and turn it into – they wow. basically generate her and use audio recordings. Uh. And so it sounds and looks like your child or your parent or whoever passes away. And when they generate them on a computer? Yes. And okay. so the video – No, they do it with they do it with clay. They, they claymation. It <laughs> takes such a long time to have a conversation. <laughs> The hug I watched was four days. Uh, <laughs> but so uh, this daughter, who was seven years old, passed away from oh. an incurable disease. Oh. So, what disease? Uh, oh. It just says incurable disease. So Don't you know incurable disease? Uh, yeah, you know incurable I mean, disease. Um, and they, like... It's, yeah, the videos, the video is crazy, and so you can talk, and it interacts with you. It has like an AI element too, and it's just like a. It. Oh. She loved it, but the conversation was like, the mother's like, "I miss you," and the daughter's like, "I miss you too." And it's like, "Where have you been, mommy? Do you think about me?" It's like I do all the time. And this woman who's wearing a VR headset is standing in a green screen room. And the daughter comes out from behind like trees yeah. and rocks, uh. and she's just talks to it the entire it's crazy they had a virtual birthday cake for her 10th birthday oh my god so this is obviously very troubling and disturbing but also it's happening and it's been so like now this is going to become an option it's very black mirror well what what did the did they get a chance to interview the mother like what's her reaction to it all did she feel closure did she feel good uh, she felt good. She said it was a real paradise. That was her mm. quote. And that it was like three years later, I felt sick, but now I can confidently feel like basically it was like closure. She I honestly, yeah. I can see this going down the route of, uh, in minority report, Tom Cruise, where he gets high off his little, uh, whatever they are, like little inhalers and then just watches old videos, like holographic videos of his son. You could like get like, cause I think about it all the time of like how it would feel if m- one of my children died. And it would be like you you would just like go down to a universe of just living there. I would just want to live there. No. It would be like a you know, <laughs> you could totally just lose like never leave that VR area. It's so upsetting. It was. I brought it up because I know you like sci-fi so yeah. much in that story, but it's pretty wild. And also, as the AI gets better, like right now we have we we just we had we hired a data scientist to write. Uh, an algorithm for us that will write jokes yeah. and we're doing trying to create the first AI comedian called Jokatron and we, I take him out on stage and we do jokes together obviously but the so I've been like looking a lot into AI and like where they are with like predictive text and stuff like that is pretty crazy like you could have a facsimile of someone relatively easy just with the tech that exists now yeah it's uh, it's a problem i would say this is a problem is it a problem i mean like i I think it's just going to be something that happens yeah it's a reality that's the other thing i did the oculus thing Uh and i did like they did a demo for like creators and writers and i was they were like which one do you want to do and i was like i'll do the hot air balloon in bali 
And then I'm looking 360 degrees. I'm in a hotter balloon. You can see the other people there. You can't see where the camera is. And then I did like a train ride on the Darling Limited or whatever yeah. it's called. And I was like, oh, now I don't need to go and do that because it was crazy. Like walking around and being like, oh, I'm on this train. It felt so real that I canceled my flight. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've done VR too once and it, it, it is pretty incredible, but not necessarily as addictive as I thought. And and I think that's what they're discovering too. Like there is something about, um, like it's okay to go away a little bit through a movie yeah. or even 3D is not as big as it was anymore. I know video games, you have more control and that is VR, but I don't know. I, I feel like that story is interesting, but also... You know, that costs money. Sure. You're going to have to pay oh, yeah. to get that recreated. So that's like a, that's going to be a situation for rich, richer people. Yes. And I I think there's going to be other people who are going to choose the option of just trusting their own memories. Yeah. And moving forward, because I think it, it would be too painful for some. Definitely. I wouldn't it do it. sounds it's going insane. Like it, yeah, I know. It sounds incredibly painful and it yeah. sounds like, like living in the past. Uh, it just because it freaks me out. And not living with the person, like I don't think that yes. really honors what the person that you're. It's not what the person would necessarily do. So that's not the person. I also just it just brings up so many things of like the things that we are going to have to deal with with our children, like when they're seventeen or sixteen, and the tech that they're interacting with is stuff like. Issues that we can't even imagine right now. That's yeah. true. And this would this is like a, a problem that I wouldn't have been able to imagine that someone just like gets trapped in a VR reality yeah. because of an emotional attachment to an AI. Essentially, I know it's gonna th- now those that's gonna be a real problem. I have mean. you guys gone to a 4DX theater yet and gotten sprayed in the face with water? No. Oh, you have gotta you? go. Have you? Oh my Where gosh. Where is that place? Downtown Regal Cinema. I went and saw the Meg. Incredible yeah. experience. Oh my god. You sit in seats that move left and right and up and down they have fans when helicopters take off you get blown in the face and then on the armrest they have a button that says water on or water off and the water on whenever the shark jumps out or somebody dives in water it sprays you in the face with water so weird when they do a tracking shot over a beach uh it smell they pump in the smell of copper tone no you gotta go. And then when people get in a fist fight or being chomped alive by a giant megalodon, it shakes, uh, shakes it you. It punches you in the back. It no. has little like punching oh. things. So at its best, you're on a boat. You're getting wind and water sprayed at you. Jason Statham gets in a fight. You're getting punched in the back, and then the Meg jumps out of the water. I cannot recommend it enough. I went and saw Bad Boys for Life in it. I'm going to go see my spy with it. I only go see the creme de la creme. At, I highly, it's 20 bucks oh or 25 God. bucks, and it is so fun. My friend Mike Lovatos took a – he didn't know what it was, and he went in with his wife, and they had a pint of beer and a glass of red wine, and the movie started and just threw their alcohol on the air and soaked them. It is the dumbest, most fun way to – you have to go. We'll think go about, next dumb movie. Let's go think, together. Yeah, let's go. Yes, it'll be a, a thruple. But also think about the new job that that created where there's a guy who's like, <clears throat> okay, this splash is like a 5% splash. And then like adjusts <laughs> like how much splash you get for the visual image. Like yeah. now this way, it's going to be lower kidney punch and then shake, shake, and yeah. then one more lower kidney punch. That's right. Like has to do that for an entire movie. We're going to blow him. We're going to squirt him. We're going to punch him in the <laughs> Guts, and you're like, this sounds pretty good. Yeah, uh, I mean, that should be the selling point yeah. of it. I mean, 
That's, so it's like Disneyland meets the movie. Yeah, it's like that Muppet like 3D thing that used to be at MGM, but it's just any movie, and it does feel a little rushed, to Kurt's point. It feels like the guy that did it was like the senior intern, not the yeah. new intern, and it's just <laughs> they just take you through hell. $25, Regal Cinema Downtown. Oh, let's go. You got one more for me? I got one more. Kristen, you want one more? I love this, is right I up, love this podcast. This is right oh, up your alley. Nice. Oh. Mississippi community left confused. This is from Fox News, Ooh. and this is by Kathleen Joyce. Uh, Mississippi community left confused after bowls of mashed potatoes mysteriously <laughs> keep appearing. Oh my god! Yes. That's my favorite you story. Know, yet. I love mashed potatoes. You know me. I know you love mashed potatoes, <laughs> and I think you love mysterious mashed potatoes. I do. I didn't know. I did till now. <laughs> this is my favorite one so far. Uh, so literally, they've just been finding bowls. This town, this whole town, has been finding bowls of mashed potato like on their car, like to come out in the morning. I walked outside yesterday morning, seven a.m. Got my car. And that's why I noticed a white bowl on my windshield. There's another one that was just inside a uh, inside someone's <laughs> mailbox. Just a thing of mashed potatoes inside a mailbox. Okay, now, just real quick, when you say just a thing, have they been eaten? Are they untouched? Are they presented with gravy? Uh, it was ne- it was not immediately clear if anyone has eaten the potatoes. So no, the, the potatoes are not eaten. It's a fre- it's a fresh bowl of mashed potatoes. Oh, I could see someone just like oh, I'm done with these mashed potatoes and just leaving them all over all town. over town, okay. constantly walking around with a bowl of mashed potatoes and finishing them. Look, and I'm leaving to the ball. I'm trying to solve ball? the puzzle too. Okay? No, please. Yeah. Like, let's not condescend. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, of course. <laughs> I mean, that just means that you've definitely walked around with a bowl of mashed potatoes, finished them, and just been gotten I rid of the bowl. See a Mississippi free spirit. Okay, so. <laughs> I so love that's this the one. Story. How that is many the whole story. Potatoes? Uh, it says, let's see. You said hundreds? I mean, I, that would be amazing. No, I, I bet you it's probably around a dozen or so. Two? Yeah. Down two. <laughs> it's oh, either like those things are either mental illness where somebody's doing something where they are they're doing something that we don't know the story and they're just doing this for a reason or in Mississippi there are performance artists yeah. that are way ahead of what we're doing yep. Yep. and they're like conceptually doing things that we love and then <clears throat> at its best they never reveal themselves this stops at some point maybe in 10 years they start up again for a moment I mean, I the, love cereal mashed potatoes. I love. I mean, it's so much better than a cereal shitter. Do you know what I mean? Somebody who's like shitting on that people's is cars. Weird. That happens a lot too. It happens so much. There was one in Denver. Do you remember that? That one really took off. That woman who would always she jogged and shat yes. on people's lawns yes. and then well, ran away. I went jogging the other day after drinking all day. Oh okay. yeah. And there was. I was like, remembered like Rob Delaney telling a story how he pulled over and took a shit on a jog, and I was like, yeah, I need to take a shit. It hit. Right Did you? Here. Did you? Of course not, because oh. I'm a lady. Oh, I've, right. d- I've done it. I've done it. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah, in the woods. That's... In the woods, in New Jersey, in the woods in New Jersey. That's I ran into the woods, and I leaned up against a tree, and I took a shit. That's and I had fine. Some, I had paper towels in my pocket, so. Normal thing fine. to jog with. I'm always jogging with paper towels in my pocket. <laughs> Why did you have paper towels I in always your have, I have paper towels in my pocket at all times, because just to blow my nose. You know, it's like a terrible version of a handkerchief. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's gross. It's disgusting. It hurts like it hell. It hurts like hell. Yeah, you do I it once, and you're it. like, I need to get Claritin pronto. <laughs> I should have just got... I should just have a handkerchief, but no, I don't. I have always... You're sort of that kind of guy. I can't believe you don't have a handkerchief. I, I know. Could, thank you. I feel like I've seen you with a handkerchief. I used to have a handkerchief, yeah. yeah, but they do get gross as well. 
You know, you have to wash your handkerchiefs. You have to have a lot of handkerchiefs if you're a handkerchief guy. Yes, of course you have to wash it. If you're chiefing it up. New York's tough for laundry, too. That's a tough yeah. place to do laundry, so yes, I can understand why is. you abandoned it there. Out here, awesome. when you have it in your house, you're good. I you're should good just to get go. A, you're right. I should get a bunch of very nice handkerchiefs. With your birthday, um, initials birthday, monogrammed. That's actually something we could, that's, that'd be great merch. I would love Little it. bananas handkerchiefs. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Do you say Look handkerchiefs? Look at how excited Scotty got. Yeah. He <laughs> loves merch. He, got really he loves merch. Yeah. Yeah, but I give my merch away. I don't, you know, I'm not in, I'm not in it for the money, guys. I'm in it for the experience. <laughs> oh, do, you, do people know about your mud flap thing? Maryland mud Probably flap. Probably the... 30 to 50 people that really enjoy this podcast are very well aware that I give out a lot of beer koozies and some, you know, scarves and t-shirts and everything. And swimsuits. Swimsuits. Yeah, those are those are for sale because I give that money to Planned Parenthood. So, oh, nice. yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Do you got one more story follow, for me? Follow Maryland <laughs> Mudflap. On Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter. I'm going to... Home Someone's of the tweets. And follow uh, Kurt Brownoller. And follow Shaw. Don't. This one I think is relatable. This one's not as dark as my last Talking to Your Dead Daughter one. Okay. Okay. According to CNN, uh, an Uber driver in Virginia has been charged with a, um, two counts of abduction, reckless driving, felony hit and run, and kidnapping. Oh, boy. Wow. Um, which I guess is probably also the abduction. So I won't name this gentleman's name because I don't know if he's guilty or not, but uh, John Murray and his wife. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, husband and wife couple were on a rare date night. They After dinner, they Steve used Corral and Tina Fey. There we go. Great movie. Uh, they use Uber, like we all do, to get home. Uh, they thought it was the end of a routine night. They get in this car, and a few box, uh, blocks later, they were rear-ended by another driver. Their driver stopped, and the car takes off. So their Uber driver starts chasing them. This live-streamed on Facebook. Uh, the initial accident happened. The husband that was on the date starts filming. And in the video, it's all very calm. And they're just like, oh, my gosh, like, what do we need to do? Uh, the wife calls 911. And then all of a sudden, their driver just takes off, locks the doors, and takes off and starts speeding after the hit and run. So over the next... Four and a half minutes, they have live streaming on Facebook the video of their driver where they're yelling, stop, pull over, don't like, let us out, let us out. I, and then he finally goes, the, the father and mother go, we have four kids, we can't be driving like this. Totally gets ignored. This guy's like, I cannot let him get away with this. So the Uber driver takes him on this <laughs> crazy chase. Uh, halfway through this chase, while they're like, pull over, pull over, pull over, and the wife is on with 911, and the operator is going, pull over, sir, do not chase this person, do not chase this person, they get hit by another car. No! <laughs> so, after they get hit, you hear the impact, you see the video, The you know, everybody's relatively okay, they all got bruises, but nobody got seriously hurt. The Uber driver takes off again and starts chasing the initial driver, even after the second accident. So it, then he's now he's a run now he's leaving the scene of an accident. Yeah, well, yeah, twice essentially, and so no, um, once. if you well the first time he, he also did, it was still the scene. He right? should I have stayed. So. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they could hear the impact in the video. They're screaming. The nine one one operators like yelling, "Let him out!" Like let him out of the car. And eventually, the driver they're yelling at him so much he pulls over and they get out. But it all was live streamed on Facebook. Oh wow, I want to see that video. Have you ever been? Have you ever been in an accident in Uber or a taxi? 
I feel like no. comedians have a lot of these stories now. Like, I feel like comedians on the road are taking lots of Ubers and Lyfts, and yeah. now, like, those stories, I'm starting to see more and more. When you started telling me that story, I thought you were just doing the premise for Kumail Nanjiani and Issa Rae's new movie. <laughs> it's, it is. It is viral marketing for that. It is. Lovebirds. The yeah. Lovebirds. Yeah. I got $700 to read that story. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Already spent it. That's the problem. Already spent it. <laughs> I was at Boston Market yesterday, and you know I like oh, Boston yeah, Market. I wonder how much food you get at Boston Market for $700. That's probably like a good That's two. That's a good test for our listeners. Right. <laughs> Take a photo. We'll put it on the website. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You guys are the new Kilgariff and Hardstar. <laughs> not even, not even <laughs> like the smallest, like an eyelash. We're an eyelash. <laughs> Um, have you been in an accident in, in an Uber? N- no, I have never been in an accident in an Uber. I, the, yeah, the only uh, – the last horrible thing that happened to me in a lift was someone tried to play me their music. You know? It's just like a I'm a, Yeah, I'm a musician and I was just like, oh, man, I can't say I don't care. Yeah. Um, but I, I seriously don't. And I just tried to be in my phone and then it was like, I'm going to play you some music. And I was like, this is torture. I had one recently, like really recently, and it was an older gentleman – he picks me up, and from the minute I get in, I'm like, hey, sir, I'm Scotty. How are you? And he's like, fine. And then he just starts complaining about everything. He has political radio on, <laughs> but, it, like, somebody says something on the radio. He's like, de-fucking. And then he, like, goes, and then it's like a left-hand turn. He's like, de-fucking turns. And every 15 seconds, excuse me, he's like, this street, these double parkers, these pedestrians. I'm talking every 15 seconds. I was like, this guy is the least happy, angriest man I've ever been in his car. So then we're kind of cutting through the city. And, like, you know, somebody, he, like, waves somebody across the street. He's like, go, go, go. He's screaming. Then we get to this point, and there's a little dog, like a little Jack Russell on its owner. And the dog is just jumping up to, like, and he goes, oh, a doggy, a doggy, hi. (laughs) He rolls down the window, waves at the doggy, goes, hi, hi, hi. And then the light turns green, and he drives, and is instantly like, these fucking traffic. (laughs) So this guy's whole life is just pure hell. It's like truly hell on earth. And then when he sees a jumping dog, he's just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I'm like, <laughs> it was the weird five stars, obviously. Five stars. $2 tip. I give everybody a five star. Have yes. you ever not given somebody a five star on an Uber? Never. Never. I'm five star all the way. Five star yeah. all the way. It can be a terrible ride. I'm like, five stars. Yeah. I'm a Lyft. I'm a Lyft boy. I don't really Uber. I'm a Lyft guy. Oh, are there no stars on Lyft? There are. I'm five stars on Lyft. I'm for something on Uber. And I feel like Uber drivers were former like black car drivers that hate you the moment you walk out of your house. I just like it because there's less conversation on an Uber. Oh, I feel like. that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't want to talk. And I feel like Uber drivers talk less. I, I don't know. It's probably not true. I don't know. Yeah. I was going up to maybe your old house in Burbank that right when we moved all moved out here and the guy picks me up and he had hands on 10 and 2 um, and he looked like that guy that was – oh, gosh. It doesn't matter. But he was like an older kind of nerdier dude and he goes, sir, I will get you to your destination safely but I drive the exact speed limit. And I go, that's fine. I don't care. Then he cranks up like uh, the song Blue Moon, um, like the 50s sort of version. Blue Moon. That, that version. Yeah. And 
when the road was 25 miles an hour, he would make it at 25, at 35, at 35, we'd get on the highway, like get on the five, whatever that is, 55 or 65. He would get it up to that level, and then exactly there, he would brake if he went above it, he would speed up if he didn't, and he drove the exact speed limit the entire way. That is literally what it's going to be like when cars drive themselves. You essentially were in a driverless driving Maybe he car. was. Yeah. I, gosh, I got to think of the guy I'm thinking of, but please proceed. But it was wild. Oh, man. Uh, Kristen. Five stars, by the way. Five stars, of course. <laughs> yeah. Kristen, do you have anything that you would like to plug before we before we wrap everything up? Um, of course. Please. Um, I hope that everybody um, votes um, blue and also um, watches Bob's Burgers. <laughs> and I mean, if you want to rent My Spy on DVD. Or FDX. Yeah, you can't go wrong. It's fun for the family. Also, maybe, oh, Bill and Ted. Oh, yeah, that's great. In August 21st, that'll be fun. The Hot Tub Show. Um, every show mon- every Monday, Monday night. night every Monday night. I think night. this Monday night will sell out, but try to come to other Monday's 15-year anniversary shows. Well, yeah, yeah. It's a heavy bill. Um, and, yeah, just it. Yeah. Uh, guys, we have uh, the Bananas Podcast Instagram account, and you do. Scotty has been filling it out for months, maybe for a full year. So it is chock with content. Wow! You can find some of the stories we talked about today. It's uh, I go to Instagram, and it's called the Bananas Podcast. Um, I'll be in uh, Bloomington, Indiana, uh, June eighteen, nineteen, and twenty. Uh, June, June, because this doesn't come out till April, late April. I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> you were just you were just remarking on the month of June. Uh, takes mean, her it back. It does seem far away. It it does does seem seem far away. Um, Scotty, anything coming up? Nope. Just thanks, Karen and Georgia, and exactly right. We're glad to be here. Yeah. Oh, why are we thinking Karen and Georgia? This is their. We're network. under their umbrella. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is their know. studio. This is their studio. Oh, we are in the studio wow. of death. This yeah. is the studio What's that murder built. Going on what? We- have their own network? They reached out and said, it's called Exactly Right, and they go, Scotty, you and Kurt specifically, just you two, have something so unique. Aww. You don't need a third, no women involved, you two. And, what, yeah, and we said we couldn't agree more. And we're so glad to have you as a first guest. Oh, I and Kristen, you want you want to come back first? I'll cut all that stuff in the middle, uh, and where that. Kristen That's didn't know where she was. Uh, My yeah. favorite murder. <laughs> That's what all the stuff on the walls is. I Stephen I saw famously the word murder, and I was like, "What the hell?" And I saw Georgia, so I was like, "Murder in Georgia." Stephen is literally the producer of all those episodes. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations. We are, we're never blindfolding a guest again. We're going to prep our guests. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, I've list, I've no, this isn't some rinky dink. This Operation. isn't us in the back of a U-Haul truck. This is the big time. This is the pros. I mean, everyone has a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured. <laughs> that we just have to have one. Yeah. Great. Um, <laughs> uh, you can come back whenever you want, Kristen, Okay. You maybe could be well, a... Well, just reach out, because I don't want to overstep. But I this if this is another excuse to hang out with my friends like Hot Tub is... Let's then, do it. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to the first episode Yay! of Bananas. Bananas.
This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme song by Kehan Amadi. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. So please follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post so many more stories and make it here. And you can share with us your strange news story by DMing us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast. So listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bananas. Bananas.